brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Hey guys, I'm Madeline Scott and I'm a member of the MPTV club and broadcast class here at Mary Persons High School. Today I got the chance to talk with varsity cross country coach, Coach Lanisha McElhaney. What made you want to start coaching cross country? I began coaching when I was very young because I always had a passion of working with athletes. And I ran track and cross country in high school and I ran also in college. So once I finished, I wanted to pursue working with other kids, helping them get to their goals and dreams of being athletes. So each practice does look different, but with COVID, how has that affected the season for you guys? Um, it's affected the season in several different ways. We started off the season not knowing if we were going to be able to finish the season. So that was the biggest thing. Um, practices were a little bit different because people are used to being together, being around each other, running in groups, and we had to make everyone um, separate um, to reduce the uh, transmission of COVID possibly between athletes. Um, it's also changed the way we ride buses and it's also changed the way we compete in meets. Um, people just have to be more aware and cautious of how they participate to keep that transmission down. This year the girls team has been extremely successful so why do you think this is? Has your coaching style changed? Have the freshmen brought a new level of talent? Just talk to us a little bit about that. I think the freshman girls have uh, brought in good talent. They fill in some gaps that we were missing previous years, which is a good thing. I also think that the upperclassmen have grown together, and that, of course, makes the team better. Um, these girls have been running together since seventh and eighth grade, so now that they are juniors and seniors um, and they built this bond over the years, that bond has helped them compete together on a whole new level. Um, they run very, very close in talent, and so it makes it a lot easier for them to be able to compete together. Um, overall, I'm very, very proud of the success that the girls had this season. So what do you do every day to motivate your athletes to, you know, run to the best of their ability every race and even every day at practice? You have to motivate athletes during this sport because it is very hard to be self-motivated on days that you don't feel like running. Um, we are other sports punishment, you know, and this is what they do um, and they're good at it, but every day is not going to be peachy and creepy. Every day is going to have its tough challenges, so you just have to stay positive. Um, you have to be in good spirits. We have to remind each other while we're here and what we're coming to do, and we also have to remind ourselves of our own individual goals um, that we want to accomplish during the season. You know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So we've got to make sure we're putting in the work and we got to make sure that uh, we are uplifting each other as a team to be able to compete on a whole new level. So this year, there's a lot of shoes to fill coming up next season with 13 seniors graduating. How are you preparing for next season knowing that you have a lot of athletes leaving? All I can do is take one season at a time. I am going to miss this class. I've had this group of runners um, six years now. So for them to be graduating is, you know, you're losing some of your kids. And, and so going into next year is gonna be a rebuilding year. Um, we are going to 
um, approach this year during the summer. We are going to have to start early and, and start conditioning early coming into next season. Um, we've got a lot of shoes to fill, but I think those shoes will be filled. I think that the talent that is coming up from the middle school, as well as our young athletes this season, our freshmen and sophomores, um, will fill those shoes and they will be able to compete uh, to the best of their abilities. I think we will um, have another successful season next year. But it's, it's, it's hard work, you know, it's hard work. I am gonna miss the runners that I've had this year. Um, this is a talented group of runners that will be leaving us, but we're gonna be able to endure. We're gonna be able to work hard, um, stay motivated, stay positive. I want to extend out the recruitment for middle school runners who wasn't able to do that last spring because of COVID since school was out. So I think that coming into the next season, I will be able to recruit a little bit better, get people interested in running um, and start building um, the numbers back up for, for our middle school and high school teams. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're definitely excited about the rest of the season and upcoming season next year. So thank you, Coach Mack. Next, I got the chance to talk with standout Mary Persons runner and University of Virginia commit, Justin Wachtel. So Justin, tell us a little bit about how you journeyed into cross country. Yeah, so my, I'm kind of like different than a lot of kids just because my parents, they, they aren't runners by any means or anything, so I didn't really know much about the sport. But it started in seventh grade for me. I was planning on like playing football with all my friends and stuff that, that fall. But then one of my friends, we were like hanging out and I picked up, he told me to pick up something that was like really heavy and I picked it up and then I dropped it on my foot and broke my toe. So I didn't do any like other football workouts and stuff over the summer. So then I didn't end up not playing football that fall. So I decided just to do cross country, just to do something. So that's kind of like where I got introduced to the sport at. And I mean, at that point I wasn't like in love with running by any means. I just saw it as like, uh, I don't know, a hard thing to do, but I don't know, like that's where, I ended up being like, had some sparks of success and stuff. And I saw like, I'm actually pretty like better than like your average kid at it. But I feel like it was a lot of willpower and stuff at that point. But then I really got into it in the spring during, or in the spring. So I was at the time, like I was way into baseball and baseball is kind of just like my passion as like that seventh grade kid and I loved it. So we had like tryouts for the baseball to make the middle school baseball team that spring. And I ended up being like me and one of my friends were like the last two kids to get cut. And the coach kind of told us that it was completely on our size. And he just said, we need to like grow a bit more and we'll be ready next year. <laughs> so like hearing that or just not making the team and hearing that as a seventh grade kid, just like I was devastated and crushed. And I was like, yeah. I don't know, like you just, uh, it was terrible for me. I hated it as like a seventh grader. But, and then, but he kind of like highly suggested that I go and like just do track or to do track. Cause I obviously like showed, like, or I showed that I could, run pretty well at tryouts and stuff during the conditioning aspects of it so yeah so I decided to do track that spring and I ended up like I won some races and stuff and like did pretty good against like the other kids in our area and I was like man this is like kind of I kind of like started to like like it a bit because it was, it was fun because I was being I was successful in it so in that that um that summer going into my eighth grade years when like I really trained and like I kind of told my coach like I wanted to go all in on it this year and like really go for it and that's kind of where it, like the ball got rolling and then it's kind of just only exponentially grown from there. Well obviously it's very exponentially growing seeing as how you're now going to be running collegiately at the University of Virginia so how does that make you feel knowing that you didn't start maybe as early as some people but you're still getting college offers and now you've officially decided so how does that make you feel? 
Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I would have never dreamed this whenever I was a kid, especially, like, running and stuff. I don't know. Like, it, I, I still can't believe it. It was just kind of, like, a testament to just, like, how God opens and closes, like, doors in your life. Like, he opens, like, ways that you could have never imagined. And, like, now look, looking back, I'm so thankful for, like, those moments where I was, like, crushed in the moment, but that was only just, like, God bringing me in the right direction. So what would you say is your top goal for running collegiately like what would you say is a goal that you have uh probably to win just the ncaa championship like probably like i mean individually would be great but like team or individually because that was kind of that was a big reason why i chose virginia was i feel like they have a really good outlook for the next four or five years for my time that i'll be there and i think we have a good shot of doing something special so tell us a little bit about how covid has affected your season not only this year but last year as well yeah so covid in the, like last season kind of had the or had a way larger effect than this year because we ended up like our season just kind of like all of a sudden just canceled pretty much there's like no races no nothing so that was really bad because we didn't have like state championships any of like the postseason championship racing which is usually like in running like you kind of build your year focusing on like the end point so i was like really ready to do anything yet and all of a sudden it was just gone so i didn't get a chance to run at the state meet and i was kind of sad because i didn't have a chance because i wanted to obviously win try to win more state titles and like just add to my, what I did, was able to do my sophomore year. So I was really devastated with that. And yeah, but then this year it's, we still had meets and stuff, but a lot of the like races, they're just kind of like smaller and there's not necessarily, at first there just wasn't the same energy around the races that we were doing. But now like in October and like we have the state championships on Friday. So like there's still, it's like really exciting that this is like truly happening and we're able to like have these opportunities. Yeah, I know you're definitely excited as as well as the rest of the cross country team. So you were the region two, three, a champion this year, which is, you know, very good. That's how many years in a row has that been? Three years. Yeah, three years in a row. So that's awesome. And then is your goal to win state? Like, tell us a little bit about what you're expecting to come out of that state meet. Yeah, my, de my goal is definitely to win state. And this year, like, I feel like there's a chance to run like the state course record because cross the courses and everything are different so like running a course record is like the thing so this like last year i was able to win state in 4a but now we're in 3a so like one of my friends andrew he's he's super good as well so we'll be running against each other so it's going to be really like big matchup between me and andrew and i don't know like, i think I, I, mean, I think i have the ability to come out and like win it but yeah it's going to be a really tight race but i'm excited but my goal is to win well we're wishing you the best of luck at state thank you justin thank you Hey everyone, I'm Abby Pollock here with MPTV and I'm with Mr. McCoy today who is head coach of the new bass fishing team. Tell us a little bit about the, the bass fishing team, like how are you preparing for it, like how competitions will work and just like who can be on the team, things like that. Uh, well, this is the first year that uh, Georgia High School um, Athletics Commission has sanctioned bass fishing. So um, this will be the first year that schools all over the state are competing. And the way it works, this is a bass tournament fishing. So uh, there's four qualifying tournaments that happen starting in January and they'll be on weekends. And if you qualify, then you make it a state. The state tournament is in Lake Lanier in May. And then if you qualify at state, you can move on to the national level. So the whole idea is, is to um, just promote the sport of fishing um, it happens through a different, a couple of different fishing organizations and um, it's really taken off pretty good. We've got uh, probably about 30 people that were interested um, and signed up for it. 
uh, it works completely on volunteers. So I have to have adult volunteers that own boats because you have to have boats to go and do this kind of fishing. It's not some kind of fishing like you go to a pond with a cane pole. You have to have boats to get out there. It's extremely competitive. So we have room right now for uh, 12 kids, 12 students um, out of the 30, um, which actually talking to other schools, that's apparently a pretty good number. So um, uh, so if they qualify, then we move on and we got some pretty hyped up coaches yeah. helping me uh, drive boats and things like that. They're excited and they're ready. And I know the students are too. What made you decide to coach this team? Because it is something new. So it's kind of like a risk to coach a brand new team like this. So what made you decide to do that? I was asked to do it when the idea came about at the end of the school year last year, mm -hmm. uh, mainly just because I'm an outdoorsman. And I like to hunt and fish and camp and boat and, you know, do all that type stuff. And uh, my conversations with administrators uh, have, have been centered around that quite often. So that was predominantly the reason because of my love of the outdoors. And um, I do have an interest in, in uh, tournament fishing. My son and I have talked about getting into it, you know, over the years. So this yeah. might be something that pushes me in that direction too. So what are you most excited for for the first inaugural season? I will be very excited if... <laughs> we have kids qualify and go to state. Uh, from what I've been hearing, there's been other private clubs of high school students that have been doing this for years. And uh, some of these students that we'll be competing against are really good enough to go on the pro fishing uh, circuit now. So if we have a team or two that qualifies even just to go to state, I will be ecstatic. Um, oh, so it's like separate teams you, or is it just one? Yeah, so each boat is a different oh. team. Okay. So you have uh, someone who we'll, we call the captain. The captain of the boat is the adult volunteer, and then they have two students who will be with them, and, and those two students make up uh, one of the teams. And so they, you don't qualify as Mary Persons High School Fishing Team. Yeah. You qualify as that one boat. Do you have like specific practices? We're really just getting all that up and, up and rolling. First practice is going to be next week. We'll start in November. Mm -hmm. And uh, the practices are really just, uh, we, we've got a lot of training and stuff like that. We got to do uh, boat safety type of thing, certifications that the students have to get. So uh, we'll, we'll have to do a lot of that first. But I've also, uh, part of my volunteer staff are um, pro anglers. And they currently are on bass fishing circuits and um, go in tournament fish now. So they are volunteering their time also to come and uh, kind of teach little clinics and things like that to all the students about different techniques, uh, different ways to uh, set up rigs for different times of year, how to find fish, how to use all the electronics on the boats, uh, different types of equipment and all that type of stuff. What are some keys to having a successful first year? Like you said, because you want people to go to state and that would be really amazing for the first year to have people go to state. So. That sure would. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to require students to put in a lot of time in the boat outside mm -hmm. of just the few little things that we're going to have available for them. Yeah. So they're going to have to get to these lakes and go fish and go practice and find out and research and figure out how to catch these fish. And, mm -hmm. and really that's going to be the main, that's going to be the way that they do it. There is no magic lure. It's all about location. And it's all about scouting and timing and um, learning. So there's a lot of education and pre-planning that has to go into these tournaments. Hi, my name is Elia Tolbert, and today I'm here to interview Coach Ridley and Coach Hall about the new flag football team. Yeah, I am Coach Hall. Coach Ridley, 
which school do you work at? Uh, I work at Monroe County Middle School. I teach PE. I work at the same school. Uh, obviously, I teach eighth grade Georgia Studies, but you know I've taught all three grades at the middle school level. Have you coached any other sports before? And if so, which ones? Yes, I have coached middle school basketball with Coach Ridley. Coach Ridley was the head coach, and I was the assistant coach. Roles reverse now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've coached uh, varsity girls soccer for the past. This will be my fifth year coming up, and then flag football. This and I've coached middle school basketball. I've coached high school basketball. Um, with middle school, I coached boys and girls. With high school, I just coached boys. Um, I coached girls volleyball the first three years I was in the county. But now I'm his assistant, and, um, you know, we worked together before, and, you know, we just have a, we have a good relationship as far as we know, like, how to talk to each other. It's more, more of a co-kind of, kind of thing, and sometimes I know what he's going to do before he even does it. When you heard the news that uh, flag football was established at GHSA sanctioned sports, did you immediately want to coach the team, or did the school administration reach out to you? Um, I was excited when I heard flag football was was a sport. I played intramurals all throughout college, uh, traveled around the around the country playing uh, flag football, um, state championships and national championships and everything. So I was excited about it. I know that it would be something interesting for the girls to to do and a different sport that they're not used to. Um, so I wanted to coach the team. I didn't reach out to the administration about it because it was just like through the grapevine of, hey, we might have a flag football team. I didn't know if it was for sure set in stone yet. So um, I didn't reach out. And then uh, Coach Lindsey came to the gym last year towards the end of the, the year and just asked me if I was interested in coaching it. And um, just asked what, what the dates were and what months, because uh, I didn't want it to fall into soccer season and it worked out. So I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll do it. So I'm really excited about the opportunity. It's you don't get the opportunity to start a program from scratch in a school barely ever. Um, so to have Coach Lindsay and Dr. Finch give um, us the ability to start a program from scratch is um, is definitely an honor for sure. Yeah, I was definitely ready to coach it immediately, but I didn't want to be the guy. You know, I wanted to, to help the guy. So, I mean, I wanted to be involved. And um, like he said, the whole thing about seeing how something can build from the ground up, uh, the foundation that we could lay, uh, the impact we could have on the girls, of course. And just knowing, you know, that this county, it really does have a lot of female athletes that, you know, can get after it. And, you know, we've been able to see that through the few games we've had. So I knew that they would enjoy doing this. You know, it's, it's a sport that is very – I mean – you know, there's not, not as much contact with as, you know, the boys football, but the competitive spirit is just as high. It's just as high, and the girls can get very into it, and it can get, you know, a lot of contact as we've seen. So I knew that they'd be excited about it, and, you know, I think the community eventually will will uh, get be just as excited about it. We've already had one home match, and the community showed out pretty big, and the student section showed out really big, and I know the girls loved it. How do you think the flag football team will be beneficial for the school and the students participating? Uh, like Coach really just said, um, we had our first home game on Monday, and I was I was shocked at how many people came out and that the student section came out and were 
were really loud and into it. Um, it was unexpected. I knew some people would be interested, but I didn't know um, some of the students would be that interested. So that was awesome to see. That was that was cool to see and, and beneficial for the school just to see a different sport that, that people just aren't used to and they'll see in college when they get there. But um, in high school, it's, it's only really relevant in Florida. Um, Florida's been playing for a while, but uh, for Georgia, it is different. And it was just cool to see um, the students out there. I wish we had more home games because because of the the home atmosphere was awesome. So, I mean, I'll try to get more home games, but um, I wish I would have known that beforehand uh, because it was it was really awesome. Because of the time we're living in with COVID and everything, like a lot of changes in general that we've seen have been really changes that we haven't really liked, you know, with how education has changed, uh, online things. This brings like a positive change that the kids can get you know, get back excited about being able to see each other, you know, be competitive. Um, so it was a positive change that I think the community uh, and the girls really needed. You talked about COVID really uh, leads into our next question is uh, how is uh, the sport dealing with the COVID restrictions? I mean, it's different as in all the, all the sports are kind of different right now. Obviously traveling on the bus, you have to wear a mask. Um, that's a bit of a nightmare, but it has to be done and it's understandable why it has to be done. Um, so that's different, obviously, and just the way you're you're in contact with with different teams and not really able to shake hands after the game, sportsmanship wise, which is which is really different than than kind of you grew up being raised to do. But other than that, like the the sport itself hasn't been hasn't been restricted at all. It's, I think it's more the off or before the game happens kind of things of like pre-game and, and post-game and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. But the sport as in general, I don't think the restrictions have really, really caused anything different than what it would be normally. How is flag football different from regular football? I would just say the contact in general, there's not as much of it. Um, but here's the thing about flag football that I think is, you know, in my opinion, more superior than actual football is that everyone on the field is an offensive weapon. Like anyone can catch the ball. Everyone's a receiver. There's like, like the people that you have snapping the ball, they don't just block after snapping the ball. They can run downfield and they can catch a pass. Whereas in real football, you know, you have your, you only have certain positions that can catch a ball and make the ball move forward. Whereas in five football, as long as you're on that field and you're on offense, you can catch the ball, even on defense. If you intercept it, you can get it and run. So everyone's considered a weapon and, you have so you have more in your arsenal to kind of make the game more exciting. Another big difference from regular football is um, like first downs. Oh yeah. Um, like for flag football, it's every twenty yards. You only have four downs to get twenty yards, and in regular football, it's four downs to get ten yards. So I mean, it's a ten yard difference. So you kind of have to be really smart of of how you're going to get that twenty yards, or are you going to be short? And there's different tactics to to go along with it, but. I think that's a that's a big difference from regular football is that 20 yards. I mean, that's hard to get in, in four down, so you really have to be smart about that. And there's also – there's no fumbles. So if the ball touches the ground while you're running, the, the play is just dead. And that, that team still keeps possession, but it, it doesn't change hands. It's actually sounds more entertaining than regular football because everybody can get a chance to – they can touch right. down and get the ball. Right. Yeah. They get, everybody can have the chance to see what's the feeling of scoring a touchdown. And like the girls got a taste of that in their games and they were all about it. 
what are your goals for this season and are there plans for postseason play? Those first games, those were golly, those were really those were really killer. Um we lost last second on both of them. I mean, we could have played better, but also the referees weren't weren't the kindest to us um on those those last couple plays. I mean, I think the the first game that we went that we lost, we lost with like 16 seconds left. She scored a touchdown, game was over. We didn't even get a chance. And then the second game after that, we threw it into the end zone, pass interference, wasn't called, game over. So, I mean, the first two games kind of got got us a little, a little upset for sure. Um, I think the girls were, were the better team for both those games. And I think they deserved to win. And I think they knew that they were the better team. But, I mean, it happens. Um, we played one of those teams on Monday and we beat them. So it showed that. And Got then, revenge. And then we play one of those teams again on um, later this year. Um, so hopefully we revenge that loss too. So that would be great. And also in practice, it's hard to it's hard to emulate live action. You know, like what the game atmosphere will be like, how fast it's actually coming at you. Because we go through different scenarios and things in practice. But until the girls had that opportunity to see it in person, I think they're – I wasn't able to make it to the first tournament because of winning those two games. But – I saw I, Coach talk, told me about it, and I think based on those first two games and the two games we recently played, I think the girls adjusted well, and there were huge improvements between those two. So I think just the experience alone has helped them progress. And um, as far as goals for the season and, and postseason play, I mean, my goal is to win state championship. As always, I mean, I think that's every coach's goal. I mean, if I think that's not your goal as a coach, then – you might need to get something checked. Um, you're always trying to win a state championship. And, and to be honest, I think we could. Um, we have the athletes to do so. We have the team to do so. Um, have the offense and defense to do so. Um, it just comes down to sometimes it comes down to you're going to have to get a little bit lucky in some games. And um, I think that goes for everybody uh, regarding any sport, professional or high school. But, yeah, my goal is and our goal is to win state championship and if not win a state championship, then to get as far in the, in the state playoffs as possible um, to have a good showing for to be our first year ever. If we could get to the state, cha- um, at least to like a lead a final four. I mean, I think that's a, that's a solid season. Oh yeah. Um, if we were to lose in the first round or something like that, I'd kind of be a little bit upset to be honest, because I think we have a better team than that. But um, obviously we haven't seen everybody else and it's new for, for a lot of teams. So um but yeah, that would be my goals for the season. I don't know about Coach Ridley's here. That's my goal too. I'm, you know, we're working as a tandem, so I'm all about it. And um, and I can say, you know, and I've been pleasantly surprised with the girls. Like I think they've already kind of exceeded my expectations as far as ability. Um, but now after that, once they've already exceeded that, now my my goal for them is higher because so quickly they met the expectations that I had set in my mind that I know they can meet more goals. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Really helpful. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Mary Persons High School announces the 2020 four-year graduation cohort rate. The rate rose to 92.1%, the highest recorded graduation rate in the school's history. The previous year's local graduation rate was 86.6%. 
Georgia calculates a four-year adjusted cohort graduation rate as required by federal law. This rate is the number of students who graduate in four years with a regular high school diploma divided by the number of students who form the adjusted cohort for the graduating class. From the beginning of ninth grade, students who are entering that grade for the first time form a cohort that is subsequently adjusted by adding any students who transfer into the cohort over the next three years and subtracting any students who transfer out. While all states use the same calculation, each state sets its own requirements for students to earn a regular high school diploma. Georgia has some of the highest requirements in the nation for students to graduate with a regular diploma. Monroe County Schools would like to give a champ shout out to Mary Persons students, staff, faculty, and families for this historic accomplishment. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.